Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, here's a question I never thought I'd ask any of you Homo sapiens listeners. Who shat on the floor at my wedding? Why are you asking this question, Chris? Well, today we've got a very fun episode for you because we're chatting to the international overnight viral sensations, Karen Whitehouse and Helen McLaughlin. Why are they such a thing, Chris? And what has this got to do with shitting on the floor at a wedding? Well, they are the hosts and the subjects of the hit podcast, Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding, a series which is all about they're a lesbian couple, they got married, amazing wedding, suddenly disaster strikes when one of them went into the loo and discovered someone had shat on the floor at their wedding. And they decide in a true crime documentary style to find out who the hell the perpetrator was. And they talk to forensic psychologists and scientists and they have a private investigator and it's very, very funny. But what I love about it is truthfully, it's about the dynamics of family at weddings. It's about the dynamics of a wedding. It's about queer weddings. It's about queer love because actually a lot of the investigation goes into like was it homophobia related? Did someone do it because they didn't agree with these two women getting married? And what I think is really funny is it's about how we express that in a way that is, we can't say it, particularly in 2023. I think it's often pretty much understood that you can't criticise two queer people getting married in Britain, let's say, but maybe people protest in a different way. It's, it's just... And it's all about love and it's all about family and it's just wonderful. And it reminds me of my dad wrote a porno. It's, got, it's full of joy. Anyway, the Helen and Karen made this documentary in lockdown when they were bored. They put it out, actually. This is fascinating. They put it out and it, like people listened and that was a the thing. Then suddenly it went viral in the past couple of weeks and it has had hundreds of thousands of downloads all of a sudden. So fascinating to chat to them. We have such a lovely chat. And, you know, we're really talking about queer love and lesbian love. So that's coming up in Uno Memento. And listen to the podcast, by the way. Um, have you listened to last week's episode with Morgan Reese? I love that chat with Morgan. So many lovely comments on Instagram about it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember to keep emailing hello at homosapienspodcast.com or Instagram at homosapiens. Tell us what you've thought of the episodes or send any anonymous agony uncles to be answered to us. And you can get in touch with us on Instagram at homosapiens. Now, first off speaking of weddings we have some huge homo sapiens news 
This week, we received this amazing voice note from longtime listener David. And I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to let you listen to this story. So here it is. Hi, Chris. This is David. And I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning. The beginning of your podcast and the beginning of a journey for me. From being a closeted gay man, when I started listening to this podcast secretly, to now when I am an out gay, incredibly proud 55-year-old man who, believe it or not, is about to get married. So I just wanted to tell you that You've been with me on this journey, whether you know it or not. So on September the 16th, I'm marrying my gorgeous boyfriend who just sauntered into my life 18 months ago. When I wasn't even really looking, I'd kind of just decided I was okay on my own. And then I just fell head over heels in love with this beautiful man. I tried to convince myself that it, it couldn't, I couldn't let it happen because uh, he's 25 years younger than me. He's... 30, but he only falls for older guys and he said if you don't fancy me that's fair enough but don't throw me aside just because I'm young. He moved in in September and my goodness we're happy. So we're getting married uh, in this incredible valley in the middle of nowhere that's just so beautiful in Wales. Um, we're getting married by two gay witches uh, who are going to perform a, a hand fasting. And we're going to have our closest friends all around us. And we're going to have one almighty party as the sun goes down. Oh, yeah, and the cherry on the cake, my ex-wife, best friend, business partner, is giving me away because she says no one's more qualified. Um, so coming out, I didn't even lose her. She's happily married, and we're... The four of us are incredibly good friends. And our eldest daughter will be there too. So, uh, who's pregnant with my grandchild? So, yeah, life is really happy beyond what I would have dared to hope for. And yet I spent decades terrified of coming out. But here I am. I like where I am. So why worry about how I got there? David, that is the most beautiful story I've ever heard. One, to think that we played in... Anyway, a small part in this journey is incredible. But two, to hear of somebody managing to come to terms with who they love and finding happiness through that, it's just so wonderful to hear. And to hear how happy you are, I can hear it in your voice. It's just a wonderful thing and an inspiration for lots of other people listening. I know that, and I'm not talking about getting married, I'm not saying that's the end goal, I'm talking about being happy with who you are, you know, because a lot of us were brought up to be told that isn't possible. And it is. And you, David, are walking, talking proof. What a beautiful message. Thank you so much for taking the time to share that with us. And I'm just going to throw it out there. If you want me to come to the wedding, I'm happy to finally buy a hat for the first Homo sapiens wedding. Let me know. We will be there. Next up, the Barbie reviews are in. You've all been writing in to tell us what you thought. Okay, first things first. I have been so excited about this film. Edwina says, highly entertaining bit of nonsense. Fab. I mean, could, could there be anything better than that? Jack, 
um, says nothing else can bring a gay dad, his two teens, one tween and an eight-year-old to the same cinema screening with joy. (laughs) That's lovely. Vish says, amazing. I want to see it again. Oh, I love a a film you want to see twice. Chief Musketeer says, cathartic in ways I didn't know I needed. We are all Barbie. I love that. And Rob says, the first few scenes knew it was going to be good from then on. So overall, it's a big queer thumbs up, which is fantastic to see. Now, let's go and chat to Helen and Karen. They are life-affirming people. Here we go. Helen and Karen, how are you? Very well, thank you. Feeling a bit impish today, actually. What's impish? Shy? Uh, no, a bit naughty. Oh, we've caught you at a good time. We, we got a new bed delivered. Maybe that's why. That's actually yeah. going to be a good night for me. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. That is great. Thanks. We've been talking for 43 <laughs> seconds and already we're <laughs> off. I knew I was going to enjoy the this. Tone. Yes. Now, listen, because I've only listened to you both, are you like Ant and Deck? Are you sitting in Helen Karen order or are you in Karen Helen order? Depends if it's our left and right or your left and right. <laughs> We're going to get very confused. My left or your left? That's Helen with the smooth voice. Uh, and this is me, Karen. <laughs> so you are in Helen Karen. You're in, you're in your Ant and Deck positions, which now, because you've created a hit viral podcast, you're going to have to sit like this for the rest of your lives. That's awesome. I think we, yeah, we, we kind of always do sit on this side. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> we actually always do sit like this. <laughs> do you? Do you know what's yeah. really, do you find this, because I'm a gay man with a gay man husband, do you find that people just interchange your names? as a lesbian couple i mean my mum kind of sometimes calls me the name of the dog um so <laughs> in our family it just kind of is a thing that um you know she goes through like dolly karen helen anna who's my sister so we kind of we respond to anything really i quite like though that it's helen and karen because we used to argue about karen and helen or helen and karen and it's quite clearly helen and karen oh yeah actually we got flags made for our wedding and it was h and k I don't know why I didn't kick up more of a fuss about that. Oh, H and K. That feels a bit Hong Kong. Isn't that like the airport abbreviation for Hong Kong? Actually, maybe that's... What you're saying, Chris, is it should be the other way around. You're, you're Team KH. Exactly. I would, I, would, I would never dare to get in the way of such a discussion. That's what I'll say diplomatically. Yeah. We'll take this offline. <laughs> exactly. Now, listen, you two. How the hell did all this happen? Because I love your podcast. I chuckled. I think that it's funny and sweet and touching and mysterious. And I haven't finished yet for key facts, so no spoilers. But what I didn't know till this morning is that this podcast was actually made a while ago, but has recently blown up. Is that true? And how did it all start? Tell us the story. You can tell how it all started. Well, somebody shut on the floor at the wedding, firstly. But uh, (laughs) we, we talked about it quite a lot. So we had... I don't know, friends, family, parties, whatever. And people would always talk about it. And when they would, it would sort of catch on for hours. Right. And I remember one time sort of sat there watching this group of people and we were literally talking about poop and and various stories that everybody was, you know, sharing for about four hours. And I remember saying to Karen, there's something in this. People seem to just enjoy the topic and want to try and work out the mystery. And also everybody's got a story. Mm. And then Karen was looking for let's say a, a sort of personal project to do and so a podcast sort of came like as as a as an idea of something you can do without 
little expenditure, I guess, and mm. you can easily put something together. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm an advertising producer. So I sort of make uh, TV, com- like 30 second TV commercials and 60 second TV commercials. And I was kind of at the point of my life where, you know, I'd be selling like chocolate to children and really like not very moral uh, things. And I was like, well, I've got great skill set. Like what if I could produce anything, what would it be? And I was like, well, I just want to do something that makes people laugh. Like there's not yeah. a better way of using my skill set. So this came along and Helen just spurred us on to doing it. She's like, look, people are just loving playing the detective here, mm. loving throwing our friends in the bus, pointing fingers. And it just became such a natural thing at the right time for me and uh, our detective Lauren that we just had to make it. But I love that you sort of, you had that chat and it feels very like the sort of thing you talk about in the pub. But then you had to go and make it and you actually had to talk to people who you know and love and accuse them of taking a shit on the floor at your wedding. There must have been moments where you were like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Uh, My biggest... My mother. Yeah, so... (laughs) So I'd been laughing with my best friend for like a year and a half about the fact that it was Karen's mum, which clearly it wasn't. And clearly we didn't think that, but we used to laugh a lot that it was Karen's mum. So then as part of the investigation, I had to then sort of challenge my mother-in-law about whether she had shit on the floor at the wedding. And it was, and that was excruciating. That was a a particular, that was a low point for me. That felt really, uh, really difficult. Luckily we're on good terms now or still. Now, still. Yeah. But it was really satisfying to me because she was uh, a lot. She's sort of good at doing uh, the talk, but when it actually comes to you know putting her money where her mouth is and confronting my mother, I sat there and I was like, "Here you go, Helen. Here you go, babe. Here's, it up. Yeah. here's my mum. We're, we're hit, hit record, shall we? What have you got to say to my mum after she's been literally uh, talking about yeah. it for many months? And then she gets very shy. She's such a lovely woman. Yeah, your mum. So yeah, so that was a, a difficult conversation, but a lot of fun. She's a good sport. I think that's the other thing is a lot of the people we know are all easygoing. They like to have a laugh. And so I think that's also part of the magic of why it works so well, is mm-hmm. that the people were really, you know, up for it. And I think what it speaks to, not that these things need analysing, but weddings are a hotbed of things that can't be said right and I loved one of the things that you were talking about about how I think maybe it was Lauren saying it to you I can't remember but you hadn't quite told people what their roles were and people were supposed to assume what their roles were and there's all this stuff about what people want from a wedding and what people expect that can't be said and they might get their anger out another way which is taking a shit on the floor. There is a slightly a very sinister undertone like and I have had moments where you know it's it's been really fun to make but at the end of the day there are moments where we're like do you know what i think this is why we initially had to investigate it is because yeah there were moments where like it was just clearly not an accident for me when we saw it i would have let it go if it was an accident but it has happened very early on in the evening and that sort of there's something that has kind of haunted me a little bit someone you have waited till after 12 (laughs) that kind of thing no, but someone did do it. It could be with sort of a nasty motive or someone that, you know, had something against us, which yes. we, we laugh about it. But there is a bit of a moment where we get, we got a bit upset about but, it. Yeah, you definitely had a period where you were sort of pensive about it and thinking, wow, what a horrible thing for somebody to do. And it is, it's pretty terrible, which is why making a podcast that's gone viral and, you know, making a TV series is really the best retribution, I would say. When life lives, yes. gives you lemons. When life gives you shits, make a podcast. When, yeah, yeah, when life gives... I'm just going to shut this door because the dog is being so loud. Give me one second. I like his sweater. Yeah, I thought the same. Also a fan of that exposed beam. Sorry. Small sausage dog and a one-year-old oh, who... Trouble. 
are very good with each other, but sometimes need to be separated. But so there is a serious edge though, isn't there? Or is there type thing? Was it homophobia related? And there's a brilliant bit where, is it Lauren who says it? When she alights on Tobin as your ex. And whose ex was he? Karen. Okay, so he, so he was your ex, Karen, and you went out with him and you were straight in commas at the time. And someone, and I think, is it Lauren? She says, well, let's look at Tobin. And it's such a great twist because he might be really annoyed that you then turned gay. Or did you turn gay? Because I, I know that maybe that was always the way. Maybe you're bi. I don't know. I was straight. And then I just uh, hadn't really had the opportunity to consider turning to the uh, the other side. And then, yeah, I met Helen and it was an easy decision. I was like, oh, love of my life. Oh, so. that's amazing. Yeah, but uh, no, it was, I mean, we loved, uh, Tobin's a great, he's still a good friend of ours and he (laughs) took that really well. (laughs) Loved putting him on the podcast saying, you're the man that turned me gay. Um, Good legacy (laughs) for him. He didn't expect it to be an interview quite like that. And did did you have, as a couple, anxieties around a gay wedding of your own and all of that? How was that? Oh, the one thing, so early on, I guess people are more used to gay folks now, but people used to ask, who's the man or who's the woman yeah or you know in the relationship who's gonna wear the dress who's gonna wear the dress so I would always say we've already chosen our outfits and actually we're getting one specially made where it's half and half and half is a dress and half is a suit and then Karen's wearing exactly the same but on the opposite side so when we're dancing it looks like we are the opposite and so and then people would actually say really I mean, I guess maybe they wouldn't put it past us, but yeah, people are not sure what to expect, I think. And that's fair enough. I I feel like it came more from my side because I was a latecomer to the party. Um, But I think you just have to deal with those uh, ridiculous questions that do get to you and they do irritate you a little while. But if you deal with them with humour, with a completely ridiculous response, I found it quite amusing in the end. I think Mm. we were ready for those questions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did you feel like you were treated as two brides and and with and all the baggage that comes with being a bride, for example? The reason I ask that question is me and my husband getting married, because there's no bride, I think people just sort of thought we were having a party. You know what I mean? They were a bit like, yeah, they're doing the... I suppose the visual 
is a wedding dress when you think of a wedding, right? And because there wasn't going to be one, but maybe being two brides was that different. I don't think so. I mean, we have a very small family and I think you get those kind of maybe a different generation. It's more common to get those kind of misunderstandings right. uh, and questions. It was really just a party of all of our mates that understand and, you know, get us and we didn't really have much of that apart from obviously the occasional uh, who's wearing the dress and the we did separate the, we had one day where we yeah. did the actual official ceremony and we were more formal but yeah I think people who know us know what they might expect to see each of us in anyway nobody expected to see me in a dress which is which is good because it's probably not going to happen. You did rock some killer heels though. I did. I had some lovely Valentino studded heels which were pretty awesome. And tell me about the moment that this wedding went from dream to discovery, let's say. Who found the poo first? How did <laughs> how did the information disseminate around the room, around the boat? So I wasn't the first person that discovered it, but I was the first out of Helen and I to discover it. Um, I was the only person out of both of us to see it. And it happened quite early on in the evening. We'd uh, I mean, we got married on a boat, so we'd had a ceremony up on the top deck and a nice of jazz band and drinks. And then we'd gone down to have a sit-down dinner. We had all the speeches. And I have a very clear memory because I wasn't drinking, so I was really nervous about my speech. And it was at that point, after the speech had been done, um, I went downstairs into the ladies' bathroom and just saw this <laughs> lovely specimen <laughs> on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously quite a shock. And I didn't tell anyone about it because I think when you when you're having the, one of the best days of your life and then you see something that is so opposite to how you're feeling, I just it didn't even bother me really at that time. I just was like, OK, just block it out and deal with it later. So I then sort of went, dived back into the party, had a great time. And it was only when we got back to our hotel at night that it just suddenly came back to me. And I was like, Helen, I've got something really quite horrific to tell you. And we actually had the best, it was a really hilarious night. So we just... We went through the guest list <laughs> multiple times going, who, who was a mess? Who was, you know, who could it have been? And literally thinking of every single person it could have been. We probably talked about it for like two or three hours when we got wow. back. I literally started to colour code the Excel guest list. I um, love that's how you for that. <laughs> okay. How many people were there again? A hundred. And so you you decided to do this project. You're like, let's find out. Let's record it. How did you know what to do? Like, are you true crime fans? I think that's the, the exact thing is we didn't know what to do and that's right. kind of the charm of <laughs> why we're such amateurs and um yeah we do everything wrong and you know you sought advice of professionals first we did Some, do that yeah. yeah that was pretty inspired I think and the and the caliber of people that you managed to persuade to be part of it was pretty epic is it Mike Berry who's the Mike guy Berry. yeah who's like a forensic psychologist. psychologist you got him involved he's worked on some high profile cases the Moore's murders and I think Bolger <sighs> case like Whoa. Really high profile cases. So he told us to start with the nearest and dearest. That was some of his initial inclination was that it would be somebody that we know very well. So that allowed us to focus on the immediate circle of people that we know. But he was hilarious. He was just like, you know, um, we'd call him and he'd be like, yeah, so I've been a bit busy. Sorry, um, I'm a bit late. I've just been working on the sort of quadruple arson and murder um, case. And then he'd have to switch to our ridiculous fecal comedy um, case. <laughs> and like, Joe Millington as well. She she was a, a great sport because she also she's the I think the UK's leading blood splatter expert. So wow. she can go into a room where 
somebody has, I don't know, killed somebody with a chainsaw or whatever, and she'll tell you which steps and which sequence and where they were stood in the room and tell you what, what occurred. Yeah. So she, she's got quite a skill set. And so roping her in to come and give a commentary on and her advice and thoughts, that was pretty good. So I think that added to it as well, didn't it? Getting the, uh, the specialists in to give us sort of tips. Yeah, because I imagine it's a nice break for them. What else did they tell you about crime stuff? Because I, I find it fascinating. It would be like talking to Joe Millington, the forensic scientist, and she, I don't know, it would just something will crop up in conversation about a murder that she'd worked on, and she'd be like, "Well, yeah, what most people don't realise, you just got to wait for rigor mortis to, you know, come off, and then uh, you can chop up the body and get rid of it." <laughs> like, sorry, what? They, it, and yeah. in fact, what was interesting about Mike is he was also writing a book about the perfect murder, so he'd obviously seen all these murders and seen where they'd gone wrong. And so he was writing a book about the perfect murder using all of the information and knowledge that they'd built over the years, which I also thought was a little bit odd because I was like, okay, what are you saying? As Mike locked the door, <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm just writing a book about the perfect murder, ladies. Okay, um, we're going to take a little break there. Uh, that's the end of part one. Part two is on the feed. Go find it. Use those thumbs of yours. And uh, press click on part two and you'll hear more of our lovely chat with Helen and Karen. And we might even get to the bottom of who the hell shat on the floor at the wedding. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.